Guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is totally free. Everybody loves free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Hello. Welcome into episode 16. I don't know about street knowledge. We're all about sports knowledge here. Uh, stay out the streets, young little kids. Um, welcome to episode 16 of Inside the Minds, your hat trick for food, beer, and sports talk now that we have uh, a path to sports back. What's going on, guys? Matt, alongside Kevin, Chris, and Bart. Gentlemen, hello. What's up? Hello. How y'all doing? Christopher, Christopher Elizabeth. It's been a pretty, pretty good week. Nothing much happening, just a lot of stuff with the pod, but something kind of weird happened to me earlier today. So I was taking my, my morning walks I usually do, and this guy, he walks out of this uh, convenience store, and anybody who listens to us from the Chicagoland area that just happened to go to NIU at some point, like Bart and Kevin, as well as myself have, probably heard of this place called Hotspot. It's right up by Domino's. <laughs> I have not actually. Okay. Anyway, it's this small convenience store. I walk up by there because there's some stairs and, you know, I have this theory that the more stairs I walk, the healthier I'll be. That hasn't worked so far. Yeah, Point okay. being is that somebody... 100% a lie. It really is. So nice. this guy walks out, right, and he's wearing this cup shirt. And we get all the way down to the end of this, this strip mall type of thing. And so... He turns around and I'm listening to music and I can't hear him hear what he's saying. I said, Hey, you uh you know where you can get a haircut around here? And I said <laughs> They're they're closed right now. And he said, They're closed? And I said, Yeah, because it's a state law right now. And he said, It's a state law? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Where have you been for the past two months? Jesus Christ. <laughs> And, and so I said, yeah, it's like some state ordinance for, because of the coronavirus. And he said, oh, well, when are they opening? And I said, uh, the 29th. And he said, of what? I said, May. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, oh, okay. Well, what day is this? 22nd. <laughs> and he said, and I said, so it's a week from now. And he said, oh, okay, cool. Thanks craziest part about this whole story no beard completely bald <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's uh, maybe you say you need a haircut <laughs> we can end the pod right there that was that was amazing thank you guys for coming episode <laughs> i couldn't believe it i i couldn't have and at the same time if you've ever been into calb for more than 20 seconds you know this isn't shocking but i was shocked there's some weird people live in this town. 
And you take that back. Daily that walk. It's great. The, it's the and he was the only guy I saw on my walk. It's like an hour long walk, the only person, and it just happens to be this guy. Crazy <laughs> morning. I want whatever he's uh, he's having. No kidding. You know, what? speaking of haircuts, this is a great transition to Bart because <laughs> Bart got uh, one. And uh, if anyone's not seen Bart before, he used to have a flow. Now he's got a. He used to look like Polish Jesus. <laughs> now yeah, he looks like a Polish band member that plays like a ukulele. <laughs> yeah my uh my hair was like past my shoulders um my mom just kind of followed me around the house with like one of those like barber bibs you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah right? exactly yeah, and, it's literally what it's called yeah I think so. and and she just like wrapped me with it put a chair behind me sat me down my dad just kind of went at it and i i just i submitted Okay. Uh, that, uh, that doesn't sound like Erica. Okay. First, <laughs> first round knockout. Uh, yeah, and I feel like five pounds lighter. Nice. I have like acne on the back of my neck though, and it's kind of disgusting. But it's okay. All of our listeners need to know that. <laughs> yes. The the TMI portion of the show. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kevin, what's going on, dude? All right. Uh, yeah, so this week I decided to try a new invention for Kevin's kitchen. Uh, I made a bacon-wrapped biscuit. Brisket. <laughs> Not biscuit. A bacon-wrapped biscuit. Nice. I would actually do too. McDonald's. Yeah, like, I'd be okay with it. But yeah, bacon-wrapped brisket. Uh, turned out phenomenal. Uh, the bacon candied on top. It's beautiful. Eat, like I would poke it after it got out of the oven and just started falling apart. So, you know, it's done well. Um, definitely made quarantine a little bit better this week. And then I've been drinking entire, like 12 pack of orange candy in like a day. It's fine. And Matt got me into loving sunflower seeds again. So I have a giant bag of bacon sunflower seeds. It's been nice. a pretty good week. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's what I was actually going to say because it's like, I got, I went seven eleven across the street I'm like, I want some chips, but I'm like, chips are going to make me even fatter than I already am, and I can't do that. Um, so I need a snack to eat during work. So I got some ranch sunflower seeds. Not the healthiest thing in the world, to swallow ranch and then just eat the seeds, you know, because, you know, if you keep them there long enough, they'll just, just swallow the ranch. Um, but I got so addicted that I actually ordered an 11-pack of sunflower seeds <laughs> off of Amazon. <laughs> so not only am I going to get ranch, I might get some sweet and spicy, some, uh, some sweet and salty. I don't know what else there is. Bacon, uh, dill pickle. Can't wait to see that. Um, based dill out, sorry. Pickle. Yes, I know, I know. The most asinine thing in the world, but I can't wait to, take, to try this. Test it all whatsoever. But, you know, nonetheless, speaking of asinine things, guys, I am so excited to introduce a new, uh, a new segment that we'll be bringing to Inside the Minds. Um, literally, this, this has to do with asinine things. So today... We're going to bring you a new segment. This is going to be weekly, and all four of us, um, not at once, but all four of us are going to bring you something called the False Top 5. Wait, based what? on, yes, I know, the False Top 5. Chris, wait, based on the truth. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't know about this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, based on uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Paul the Truth Pierce. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm research yeah. here. Just a second. Yeah. Okay. Since uh, LeBron isn't in his top five anymore, uh, I I don't know I don't know what else he's going to change in his top five. But essentially, I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity to just create an asinine 
a false top five based on the truth. Isn't that, you know, I love it. I love it already. Kevin, since I love you, well, you're going to start us off, and then we're going to go from there. All right, beautiful. Uh, this really started intimately. This is, yes. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, false top five. That is a false statement. I the first like false top five from inside the minds will be top five tramp stamps according to Paul Pierce. Uh, number five, a Trump 2020 tattoo. Please don't do it. <laughs> uh, do it. Uh, number four is a butterfly tattoo. We all love our butterfly tramp stamps. Number three, this is for all the basic white girls out there. The Starbucks logo. Great tramp stamp. Have you stamp. seen this on somebody? Because I want to know who's seen uh, Oh, I'm sure someone has. It. Uh, I played the I'm fifth sure. to that answer. Um, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was probably on that guy that uh, Chris was talking to today. Probably on the back of his head. He didn't see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the number two top five tramp stamp is a Dream 34 in honor of Paul Pierce. Had to include <laughs> him in here for this list. Uh, and then the number one tramp stamp is a crab. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, but you're putting it on the opposite side of where it's supposed to be. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> that person's definitely dumb. Yeah. Uh, and right. makes part life decisions. Yeah, so that is essentially the preview of what this top five, false top five is going to look like. Again, based on the truth. It's not now, a preview. Right, it's not a unveiling. <laughs> it's an unveiling of what's to come, essentially. <laughs> um, all right, guys. You know, we've been dealing with this. Let's move. Let's talk a little bit up to, about this uh, coronavirus. Illinois to phase three. Um, Illinois. I said Illinois. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you even live here, bro? Mm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was cringeworthy. I apologize. Illinois in phase of three. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how you, how you say it, so. Right. That's how it's spelled. Um but my question is, what phase of phase three are they in? You know what I mean? Like, what phase of phase four to get to phase three? What is phase three? I don't know what, what is phase, phase three, three is. <laughs> yeah, is it a phase of a phase? Is my question. Phaseception? Phase Probably. Ooh, ooh, Bart, are like there 69 that. phases? Because that's something uh, I'll be happy. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, that'd be the, nice. Rest, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the country is opening up because they're competent. Um... <laughs> And, At J.B. You know, I, you know, I don't want to get political, but I just, you know, listen, I'm, all I'm going to say is this is, if there's, like, all I'm going to throw out is a what if. What if there's no vaccine? What if there's no treatment? We're going to have to learn to deal with this. We're going to have to learn to live with this. That's all I got to say, guys. It's, you know, that's all. Right, California, California allows sports to return, to return June 1st uh, and open up practice facilities, like, two weeks after the governor said, nah, bro. Now he's saying, okay, y'all can come back. Because they're probably threatening to move. So, who's actually seen this Dave Portnoy, uh, the press rant about this novel coronavirus? It's the best rant ever. Chris, have you seen it? Yeah, he made another one today, too. Oh, did he really? Yeah, so Dr. Fauci came out and said that... um, if we don't open up the country soon enough, we are going to experience um, damage to life as we know it that will be um, irreparable. And really, Dave Portnoy came on here and said, last week in front of Senate, you said if we open too quickly, more people will die. But this week, you go out and say that, you know, 
if we don't open up soon enough, then we're going to damage everything that we know and love. Which is it? It's a fine line, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> which, should, which is why I mentioned, like, which is like during his first rant, he's like, when did we go from flattening the curve, which is what like this was supposed to do. Like there was never any mention of like, no, we have to find a cure to finding a cure to open up again. This is why it's, you know, uh, I just don't know anymore. Guys. I'm really at the point where I believe that, that we should take a, if you want to risk it, risk it. If you don't, you can stay home. You got to risk it. For the I do too. Risk it for the biscuit guys. Like, yeah. well, just, no, I, I, I think that there's just a, there, there's a safe way for us to open up businesses and still, you know, maintaining some sort of level of social distancing, but we just, we, we can't keep everything closed. Our, our economy is going to crash. Yep. More. And there's uh, that, that's, that's going to be worse than, <laughs> than a virus that kills like less than 2% of people. Yeah. Hey, Bart, you better watch out, man. That's a controversial take. You're going to pass people come at you, dude. Just, yeah, I want to get, get death threats from our from our listeners. Probably. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to end it with. For all of you that are worried about a second wave, listen, instead of the flu, this is literally what it's going to be. So there's your second wave. Sorry. Spoiler alert. We're not closing in winter again. Ain't no fucking way. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> if we close in winter, I'm moving to like the Bahamas and just chilling on the beach for the rest of my life. Probably. I'm just going to retire. <laughs> Live off unemployment for the rest of your life. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to move to a country where they just offer that, you know, more than, right. what is it? 30, 39 weeks. No, I'm sorry. Six it's months a, or something. Six yeah. months. Yeah. Right. Or so, 26 uh, weeks. I'm just going to get hit by a bus. I, I think that's the best. The best option. Yeah. You know, I've been trying that for like seven years at NIU. You my tuition paid for. It hasn't happened yet. You really <laughs> suck at getting hit by a bus. No kidding. Really did. Yeah. I'm also just so injury prone that I'm scared that I would just die. So, so okay? it should be easier for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I haven't wanted to die until now. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. All right. Enough about this. I'm tired of this. Like. It's okay to not be okay, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Mental yeah, health awareness month. Okay, well, this took a very dark turn. You got to throw it out Thanks. there. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I didn't say anything. I tried to move on to the next topic, but uh, hey, here's We'll Kevin. do better. Do better. Do better. <laughs> okay, I'm supposed to do better while you're – anyway, on to the NFL, <laughs> where there's uh, – they're, they're in a perfect spot. This is what I'm going to say because they're, it's like, okay, I don't know if there's not going to be any fans or not. But I'm at the point where it's like, if there's gonna be a little bit of fans, then it's okay. They're gonna they're gonna take advantage of that and we'll go from there. But the jersey sales, oh my god, um, Florida has nine out of the top ten. Florida out of all states, with the exception of Joe Burrow because he's being the odd one out. Um, Mr. Joe Exotic. Mr. Joe Exotic, absolutely. Should I would go the Tiger King. Joe the Tiger King, Exotic. Joe Baskin Burrow. Um, Tampa Bay has five out of the top ten. Tom Bay has seven out of ten. No, Tom Brady has five of the top ten. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh yeah, because Gronk has two of them, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then Tua has two out of the ten, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought at least you know Aaron Donald's going to be on there, or the usual suspects, Cleo Mack, or someone of that nature. But I guess even. 
Aaron well, Rodgers. Uh, no. People already got their jerseys. Well, <laughs> that, that's true, I guess. Those are yeah. all new jerseys. Everyone yeah. in uh, everyone in uh, Green Bay is going to get a Jordan Love jersey. So, just wait until the uh, Joe Flacco jerseys pop up. <laughs> uh, oh, it will happen after Sam Darnold gets coronavirus, and then Jets fans think that uh, Joe Flacco Flacco is their new hero. That's going to be cover up for Mano because um, <laughs> we all know that. Uh, Aaron Donald, like I said, you know what the no fans thing can't play without the fans. Um, Chris, you work in sports. You can play a game without the fans, right? I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little less dramatic, but what do you think? Here's the thing. Like, I've worked I've worked one of those nothing games before where there's no fans, there's no promotions, there's there's nothing. It's just the game. Are you talking about Chicago right. Sky? Well, that's every day. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've worked one of those games before. You don't need fans. I mean, the sole reason that, you know, the fans even make a difference, to be honest, is for that home field advantage. Right? Which actually isn't real, but it's <laughs> right. a conversation. Well, I mean, I Here's, think it's, okay, so in football, I like Chris finish. But uh, yeah. But. Here's the thing about Aaron Donald's comment. When I first heard it, I put it in his, I put myself in his shoes. I want to think of myself as a world-class athlete who's making millions of dollars to play football for a living. The only reason you want fans there is to increase your ego. And the amount of money gets paid in the future. But why else do you need fans there? Your base salary is more than I'm probably going to make in my entire life. And I, I don't know. You don't have people just staring you down and watching you down. The only well, people that are watching you are the ones you can't see. So to me, if I'm getting paid all that money and I can't see the people that are watching me, win-win. But that's just me. I've never played in front of more than 20 people in my life. So maybe there's a difference there. Maybe he's just being a big baby, which I think he is. But... If that's the way this 2020 season has to be, it has to. It that's the way it has to be. So, I don't know. I think his comments are a little ridiculous for for the type of star and athlete that he is. Yeah. I think it's funny because, um, like, maybe it's because he he plays defense and he wants you know there to be crowd noise while the offense is trying to make calls and stuff like that. But it's not like anyone in LA is cheering. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh, sure. savage! I mean, right. you know, but Chris, at the same time, you have you know, you do work for the Bears, so at the same time, like you know, it's you, you see how much that can play a role, in, like on the defensive side. When you're on defense, you got to kind of cheer, get in the offense's head. I think football is like a little bit different because I oh, feel like sure. a football game without any fans. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so I I will say like in this stadium when it's like a. In Soldier Field, when it's like a third and one, third or two, critical, critical down, the crowd makes a huge difference. It really does. Here's the thing about Aaron Donald's comment that is what I'm making my comments based off. He said, it would not be any fun. Dude, I don't care if you're having fun. I do not care if you are having fun. Play the game. You are getting paid so much money to do this. And if there are no fans in the stands, get over yourself. Okay, if you're not having fun, quit. I mean, so I actually get where he's coming from with that. In 2010, with LeBron, 
he stopped having fun with basketball. That's some of the worst LeBron we've ever seen. And then once he was back to having fun again in 2011, that was the best LeBron we've ever seen. So I can see the same thing. Aaron Donald's one of the best offensive players we've ever witnessed. So if he's not having fun, who says he goes out there and gives it 100%? So the product might suffer if he's not. they're not having fun. That's a great point as well. I would agree with you if he wasn't making millions of dollars. I mean, LeBron's making – LeBron literally is worth over a billion dollars. Exactly. So he still just was like, I don't want to play as hard. It affected him. Like having fun is the reason why we play sports. That is, that's why each one of us here played sports. Are you sure just losing to the Mavericks didn't affect them? I mean, I mean, that that makes not having fun too, but (laughs) (laughs) But, I get what you're saying. It doesn't, it does affect the on field product, but when you know this isn't going to be forever, like where LeBron was at that year, I don't, I don't know. You, you don't know if that's not going to be forever. And the first, and the first one that I think of too is Ryan O'Reilly, right? He almost quit hockey because he was playing in such a horrible environment. And I get that, but at that point when you're still making a lot of money, and he's in a place like Buffalo, you don't know if that's going to be your end place, right? You don't know if that's going to be how the rest of your career is going to go. For someone like Aaron Donald, that's like this environment that we're in right now with not a lot of fans coming in, that's not the environment he's going to be in forever. Next season, if not this season, there are going to be fans in the stands. There are going to be a lot of fans in the stands. So just take the year, make your millions, play the game, and come back next year and just play it like you always have been. Well, I mean, I gotta same. say, this is you know, this is this is heated, Chris. Man, I like this, Chris. You know, you <laughs> come come more often. <laughs> but like in that same regard, like stupid, comments. that's like saying somebody <laughs> that has seasonal affect disorder, where they're depressed in the winter, be like, hey, it's only winter for three months. <laughs> Feel better. I mean, it's the same thing. They're so bummed because they do this for the love of the game and for the love of the fans. Like, and now half the reason why they play the sport is gone. It's going to affect them. Like, I yeah. get it. But, yeah, he still bates $30 million a year. He can shut the fuck I'm, up. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, as a fan, like, once you start seeing all these games, would it, is it going to be like, I want fans again in the stands? Like, do you guys think it's going to turn into that? That's I don't think really, it is. I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's a really interesting point because the way that ticket sales have been influenced the past decade i would say past decade is that the trend is that less and less people are attending live sport events why because the in-home on tv experience is that much better that they don't that fans don't necessarily see the need to go and watch it live anymore and spend that much money exactly i'll be very honest i mean about social field especially um i hate going i was gonna say that yeah i was just about to ask you that matt i hate going back like, I would rather much rather – like, okay, I love going to a Bears game, like, once a year, if that. Like, some – like, I was at, I was at a Bears-Lions game last year. Um, it was the first Didn't cold day in November, it. and it was, like, 10 degrees outside. Did I regret going? No, because I did have a lot of beer, and it kept me warm, so it still looked fine. But at the same time, like, Trubisky sucked so bad, and, like, everyone was booing. It was too cold, and I was like, I can't. I can't boo. So, I would have booed at home, but not here. Like I can't do it. It's just too cold. But yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> and that's kind of your value proposition that you have to have there. It's like, 
what, what do you find more valuable being able to experience the crowd, experience the fans, experience the in stadium and live atmosphere, or do you just want to sit on your lazy boy and watch any game that you want to that's going on throughout the day? You don't have to worry about traffic. You can order a $10 pizza if you want to, or even $20, $30 pizza instead of paying $50 just for parking alone. I don't like, think any Chicago fans are going to order pizza anytime soon, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, hilarious, you're so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's like. Yeah, no, I get it. Do are are people going to start seeing the value, especially these season ticket holders that have been, you know, I'm thinking the Bears too. Are these Bears season ticket holders that you know some of I've talked to since literally the early 50s? Yeah, they've had their 80, grandparents' grandparents' season tickets. <laughs> even then, like, um, I I had one. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but just as an example, I had one fan come up to me and said, these have been the same season tickets that my great grandparents had when Hallis was coaching. It's like, that's, that's a long time. That's almost a hundred years of season tickets. And to think that those fans aren't going to be able to come into the stadium and now they're going to get to, they have to experience in-home experience. Are they going to change their mind on season tickets now? Are they going to change their mind on tickets now? It's it's going to be interesting in the next probably two or three years to see ticket sales numbers, whether they remain stagnant or they start to make a decline. Well, uh, if they keep making the Bears tickets more expensive each year when they really shouldn't be getting more expensive. Then right, but Bart, I mean, I, but Bart, at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll tell Bart then. Uh, Bart, at the same time, all these people that go to Bears games literally drive from, like, Barrington or uh, think of a rich town. I mean, I don't know, where, wherever it is, like, that's where they drive from. They have the money to go to games, so they go to games. I mean, I there's a guy behind, like, right beside us that spent over $500 in alcohol. Uh, between him and his friend like that's you know like because they can and they're season ticket holders and they do that every fucking sunday <laughs> you know what i mean like that's what they like so yeah i mean I, i'm saying eventually like it, i don't know it, it, especially since since the play on the field hasn't been what it should be it just doesn't make sense to me they keep increasing prices even when their their team was okay well, that's just across sports in general. Like, even terrible teams have to do that just because inflation, TV deals, and all that good stuff. Uh, but, like, I think it's up to, like, depend on sport. Like, I'm way less inclined to buy football tickets when it's November, December. Yeah, and it's right. be outside. Okay. I can be in home in my heated house, wearing my jerseys, having my own food, not paying ridiculous prices. But to me, like, with baseball – Nothing beats going to the stadium for a game. Yes. Way more exciting. The atmosphere is great. Like, the weather's nice. Same thing with hockey. Same thing with basketball. Yep. Like. But football? No. $300 for a ticket. Live, I will say, I know that we're going a little bit long, but I think but the thing is, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get past this. But last thing I'll say, if I lived in a place like Minnesota where they had an indoor stadium, I would not mind going there at all whatsoever. Go to the game, take off your jacket. You don't have to brace for heat. You don't have to buy clubs. Like, for me, like, when I went to the Bears game, I forgot a hat and gloves. I had to go buy it. That, that was an additional 50, 60 bucks that I didn't want to spend. But I did because God knows why in November it's 20 degrees in the beginning of November. But we're in Chicago, so I should know. 
but. Well, you always got to come prepared, so. Yes, absolutely, Barb. So sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on from Aaron Donald. Joe Flacco, guys. Is he elite? Is he not? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, we're not going to start that. Uh, but he is going to the Jets. <laughs> how, uh, how does one Bartosz feel about this move? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a smart pickup uh, just because Joe Flacco has so much experience at losing. <laughs> I mean, no, nah, he <laughs> playing with murderers. <laughs> he also has experience with that. <laughs> no, no, he he did have a lot of success with with the Ravens. So I I I think it's a smart pickup, uh, especially for Sam Darnold, who hasn't been exactly what they hoped for. But what they really needed on the Jets is uh, a decent wide receiver. And they they did not do that. So, yeah. I mean, they have Le'Veon Bell, but besides that, it's it's not much. He he definitely needs more help. Jamal Adams is holding out. Um, I mean, if I were him, I'd, you know, hold out too because Adam Gates is my head coach. Yeah. uh, Chris, uh, was so kind to enlighten me yesterday that Jamal Adams was traded to the Jets when he plays for them. So that the was first it. tweet that I saw, that's what it said. That's why I got <laughs> con- I said it out loud and I thought that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Then I read the next tweet down. I'm like, Oh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused when Chris told me that I was like, how can you get traded to the team you already play for? Did you do a trade to offense or something? Um, but, yeah, I don't blame him. He's a good safety. He's, he's going to get paid. Stud. Absolute. I, I was hoping the Bears drafted him instead of Trubisky. Really? I would. I mean, I would have hoped they drafted anyone else besides Trubisky. I mean, but yeah. Hey. He's yeah. this year, guys. If he does, that's good for him. But After he's traded to the Jets. Okay. Well, and then, okay. Or the Patriots. Anyway. All right. Um, on to the MLB. Uh, never mind. I'm not shit going on there because <laughs> everyone, everyone's a bunch of bitches, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, whatever. But instead, we'll go to part two of the false top five, brought to you by Paul Pierce. The truth. Chris, let's hear it. All right. So I went ahead and did a little research before this episode. I lied to you guys. I didn't just do it. I went ahead and did the top five sports. All right. Sports and or competitions. We are a sports podcast. We are. So first up, we got the Lumberjack World Championships. All right. So we got got a bunch of big forearmed guys that are climbing trees and chopping wood and all this other fun stuff. They actually televise this every year. And it's kind of entertaining. I'm not going to lie. When you get to get to watch it, it's a it's an ESPN the Ocho type of type of event, but it is definitely real. <laughs> Extreme ironing is up next. These guys are ironing laundry that are, and they're suspended upside down from a cliff. Oh, okay. I will I'd watch this. I uh, I'll post something later about a video oh, on this, this I, i've seen it it's okay. it's crazy um these guys go all out with with their ironing and yeah i give them credit if it's what they love to do it's what they love to do and make minimal amount of money with it the third amount or the third sport that i got is noodling anybody who doesn't know what noodling is picture fishing for catfish but with your bare hands 
essentially the way why the is that cat, called noodling i don't know but the way that the way that it works is that catfish um the way that they rest is are is in these like holes in a lake um and so what you do is you stick your arm down one of these holes and you just grab this catfish out I've seen one of those videos before. It's 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 crazy. Um, it's it it's 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 a little weird, I think, but I'm pretty sure I know a few people from from back home that have watched this or have done this before. Um, and you can get kind of hurt with this because catfish um, can actually hurt you if uh, if they get their their mouth around you. So I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you guys. I've actually uh, done oh. this. Really. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say that's. A, that's. I want to hear some stories. I don't even like normal fishing, so I'm not gonna go noodling. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, I I think you would like noodling. It's. It sounds like you. You'd like. Something. Sounds like something Kevin would do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds like something the podcast is gonna go do. As it it's proved. not. It, it, it's not cool enough, you know. So that's that's not it, cool it, enough. <laughs> It's a top five sport part. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, your opinion is valid. So, bye. All right, fourth up, we got chess boxing. If you don't think this is real, it's legit. It's a competition. It's not necessarily a sport, but what it is is they set up a chess table in the middle of a boxing ring, and they go one round and they alternate rounds. So it's <laughs> one round of three minutes of chess, and the next round is three minutes of boxing and then they alternate between chess and boxing wow i would play that so the winner you win by either a checkmate in chess or tko in boxing (laughs) (laughs) it's cool to see ko ko well ko too okay but really just really just any type of knockout. I think you get judges too. So like the five rounds that you've actually boxed, like they, they judge that or whoever has the better positioning in chess or something. I don't know. It, it looks kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. My third or my fourth, Jesus, my yeah, fifth and final one is cheese rolling. This happens. This happens in Europe. And what it is, is this giant, like 150 yard hill. And it's on like a 50 degree incline or something like that. They throw a roll of cheese down this hill and you just run after it. <laughs> okay. You just run Stop after it. it. Well, so you, when you get you down win? to the you catch the cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I've actually or seen videos the, of this. It's great. Yeah. Or if you run, if you're the first one down at the end of the hill. The thing is, people build up so much momentum within like the first five yards of this hill that they can actually tumble all the way down. You can break your legs, your arms, you can sever your spinal cord in some cases. Like it's, it's an intense thing. So there's my five. Uh, so if you're into lumberjacking, ironing, extreme fishing, chest boxing or cheese rolling, you might want to check one of these five out. All right. Have you guys seen that video of people like sprinting down the side of a hill um, after it like rained, so it was like super muddy. Yep, I've seen that. That 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 looks wild. But looks fun. Yeah, it's so so many broken bones. <laughs> People just literally just trampling each other. <sighs> All right, <laughs> and there's Chris's uh, false top five based on the one and only truth. Um, All right, 
now on hockey, some NHL. Before we talk about this 24-team playoff format, um, what we wanted to get into is the Kimalu story. Kevin, that's how you say it, right? The Kimalu. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all I listen. Have you guys all read it or no? Kevin, I have not Kevin read it on. yet. So, Bob, all right, we'll, we'll give it's you like you were nights or something. <laughs> which you know, uh, spoiler part? Part doesn't sleep. He just doesn't sleep. He's a man of people. He has duties at night. <laughs> uh, not not willingly, but yes. <laughs> but essentially, his story is all about is hockey for everyone, meaning that it's hockey for like the NHL preaches hockey is for everybody. Um, when I read this, all I'm gonna say, like after I like, I I knew that racism existed, but to an extent in like hockey where. It's such a glo- literally a global game where people in Europe. I mean, there's like a team in Zimbabwe or something where uh, uh, I don't know where they are from exactly, but they're from they're from the they're from they're in an African continent. Okay, <laughs> they developed the team, and then Sidney Crosby and McKinnon actually played there for a little bit. So uh, with them to promote the game, and I just like I'm gonna say for like. It's just crazy to me. It's insane to me how this kind of racism just – he tells a story about one of his teammates just abusing him. Like, I don't even know how he'd want to play anymore at that point, but this is just absolutely insane. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know how anyone doesn't stop it. Like That's that's what I was surprised about too. Like, what the hell? And, ridiculous. I mean, the, the part of the story where – and I, if, sorry if you haven't read this before, but where that – that captain who was like a top prospect for the NHL draft, just like blindsides him with a stick and knocks like seven of his teeth out yep. in the middle of practice. It's like, how, how, how are you not a coach? How are you not like administration? How are you not another player that doesn't just clock him at that point? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. And I don't know if it's a culture thing. I don't know if it's a, if it's a, if it's a thing where they were just scared of this other player and he would give like NHL teams like bad reps about every other player or whatever it might be, but I don't understand it. Yeah. It's definitely a culture thing. Cause he talks about in there, like the rock or Rockford ice hogs coach just held this power over him. He was like, Oh, you're black. I'm not going to help you out to get to the NHL. Like I'll tell the NHL coach, all oh, these prospects are doing better than you, even though you have better stats and better effort and all that. Like, it's just a, such a systematic thing. And we found that out. There took a couple coaches this past couple of years that came out and got accusations against them. It's just so systematic. And it's not even just the NHL level. It's AHL, Q, whatever. QMJHL. Yeah, 18 freaking letters in the title. OHL, ECHL. It's every league. Like we have all this diversity in the game, and yet this is still happening. Like it's ridiculous, um, just mind blowing. Uh, I don't understand why it's still a trend in hockey and across sports, but this just shows you that people are scum. And I don't know why you just like, you know, I don't. Why is it your business that he's there? Like that he's black? You know, just go go on your day. If he's better than you, then he's better than you. You learn from him. You you learn to be a better player. And Kevin poses this question, can hockey learn from soccer? Soccer is even more racist, I mean, in my eyes. Because I don't know if you've seen Mario Balotelli. Uh, oh, Ita- man. Yeah, I mean, 
he gets everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, he gets shit thrown at him. So yeah. that's just one example. I mean, um, like Danny Alves with Barcelona and Brazil, uh, he would get bananas thrown at him when you take corner kicks, and they would call right. him a monkey. Like it was terrible. But like soccer, this is why I put this question in there. Soccer, they ban fans for life if there's any racist abuse. If you're a player, you're definitely suspended or fined. Uh, some clubs will just remove you from the team immediately. So, like, they're at least making efforts, whereas hockey, it sounds like, uh, okay, we're going to turn a blind eye to this. Uh, I know none none of us four are really in the higher class unless, you know, I don't know, I don't, you know, anyone got a stack item anywhere that I want to uh, that you want to share? I can't even afford Taco Bell right now, so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that one, I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. Hockey is a very high class, higher, you know, higher echelon People, you need a lot of money to play hockey, essentially. You really do. I mean, there's really, you know, from a young kid, I mean, I've, I've tried. My mom just refused to pay $3,000 per season for me to play hockey because it's just, uh, it's insane. So if you see in the sport, you essentially need money to play hockey. I hate to go here, but, you know, the higher class you are, you know, you're essentially 90% of that, and I'm only guesstimating, but it's probably, I don't know, like it's around this 90% of these people are whites and essentially they are also scum and they're going to be racist and i'll understand why uh i can let everyone play hockey it's just it's a universal sport it really is i mean it's there's literally world cup of hockey it's played in the olympics and you just people need to get over themselves and if even if that player is better than you then learn from that and go on like you're not going to fight every single practice it's just it's insane yeah so i don't i don't know if you guys remember but Bill Peters was fired in November uh, from the Calgary Flames uh, because he used racist language to to uh, Akeem yep. specifically. So this is kind of like where the ball just kind of started rolling. And now with this this article out, uh, I, I definitely agree with you, Matt. It, it is unfortunate that um, – well, I mean – I don't want to say unfortunate, but uh, hockey is predominantly white players. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously we, we see it in in the U.S., especially after after Trump got got elected. Like the racism just kind of spiked slightly, and. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. Hopefully, this this kind of can come to an end, uh, and especially with with hockey being so expensive. Like, yeah, you're right. It's it's three thousand for a season. On top of that, you got to get equipment as well too. So, uh, a solid stick is going to be like over a hundred bucks. So it's it's kind of tough to to you know give everyone the opportunity to play when when everything is so expensive. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's essentially like, I I don't want to elongate this, but essentially it just has to go, I mean, it has to go everywhere, you know, I don't want to get political, but I mean, I don't even know, like, why racism exists, I like, for what, like, just be nice to everybody, bro, like, be nice, it's like, I mean, is it that hard? You're like, hi, bye, hello, I don't care, that's it, you know, that's all you gotta do. Anyway, so 2014 playoff, uh, format being voted on today well from like you know from last night into today based friday right yes guys 
Today is Friday. I'm glad you know it's the week. Yeah, you know. So uh, officially, I mean, according to the New York Times, Bob McKenzie tweeted it. Um, we're back. Hockey is very close to returning. The exact dates, I don't know. Hopefully, it just starts in July. Um, let's fucking go. We're pumped. And essentially, what I'm not pumped about is this whole playoff you know, format thing. I mean, I get it. The Hawks are going to be there at number 12, which is, you know, <laughs> great. But at the same time, like people didn't want it. People wanted to like 20, 22. I'm like, you can't really do that. But, you know, 22 makes 11 on each side. It's not a number of teams, buddy. But essentially, Kevin, tell us, tell us more about this 2014 playoff format. What's going on here? Uh, so essentially, um, there's this play-in round that technically not everyone's in the playoffs of this 24 teams. Um, but essentially uh, teams, what it, what it would be nine through 24 will all play against each other in their respective divisions. Um, so like the Oilers will play against the Blackhawks five against 12 for the West. Oh, just got a notification. Sorry. NHL approves return format. So yeah, no, we're back. We're they approved it. Beautiful. Yes. I literally just opened up Bleacher Report to see, and I saw that eight minutes ago, they approved the first step. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we'll have this playoff round, uh, best of five. So first to three wins. Um, and while that is going on, the top four teams in each conference will play around Robin style. Um, so three games total to decide who gets one through four, and then they'll fill in the bracket through there. Uh, 16 teams total, eight for each conference. Or, yeah, 16 total, eight for each conference. Um, and there'll be a normal playoff format from there. Um, it's a very interesting format that they're taking, but it's something. Yeah, essentially the top four teams in the West are the Blues, Avs, Knights, and Stars. And then the East are Boston, ew. Uh, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia, ew, again. Um, but uh, so it's just it's very interesting to me. I mean, I don't really like that, but I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It's hockey. I love hockey. I don't give a fuck if there's no fans. Have a plan. Um, predictions. I mean, this is just very hard because you know we don't know who's going to be one through four. I'm going to leave my predictions off to when we'll save it. I'll just say this. When one through four are decided, when the first four are decided, that's when I'll, you know, throw my predictions in there. Do you guys have any predictions? Chris, let's uh, start with you. Yes, I do. All right. So I am basing this just completely off of hypotheticals, right? We don't know anything. I mean, we know the format and everything at this point, and it sounds like it's official. You know, we just need to determine when we're getting this started at this point. Um, I am basing these predictions off of not knowing anything it's just a general thing like a what if eastern conference finals will be a rematch between the canes and the bruins i am picking i'm picking the bruins in that series to go on the final the reason i say that is because they have one of the best goals against averages in the league they have one of the best penalty kill percentages in the league and i think Combined with that, their offense has just been historic this year. And so I think the Bruins are just gonna just gonna wipe the floor with the with the Eastern Conference. With that being said, in the West, I'm gonna have Kevin, prepare to hate me. 
I am having come murder you. I know where you live. I am having the stars and the coyotes. Stars. Wow. And, and the coyotes. Both, both of them have the best statistical defenses in the Western Conference. And so I would hold on, the, wait, wait, Chris. I'm going to stop you right there for yeah. a second. That's saying yeah. the stars aren't the number three seed and don't play. And Arizona has to come out of the first round, right? With Nashville, and then right. they have to, you know, that's saying that you know stars don't play them in the first first, you know, yep. playing thing. So yep, and I and I think that the only the reason the Coyotes have not put themselves in a position to be in one of the four top seeds in the West is because. The person that is going to take them to the Stanley Cup final against the Bruins, Darcy Kemper, was out for half of the season. Okay. He's a Vesna, he is a Vesna capable goalie, and so is Tuka Rask, and I think it'll be a battle between the Vesna caliber goalies. Well, I I really like your picks. I think it's super interesting. Um I don't I don't have that much faith in the coyotes. Uh although like when you look at their team, they have they have Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall, and neither of them kind of neither of them really did that much, or not not as expected, you know. So I mean, if if they could go off in the playoffs, and I don't have that much faith in Darcy Kemper, um, but I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't know if I'd take them uh, fr- from that group. I, I think I'd go with with the Avs coming out of of that group. But I'm I'm really curious to see the Flyers because the Flyers were really taken off before uh, the the season came to uh, to, to a halt. So Boston's really good, but I don't know. The the Flyers are, are, are super exciting. I think they have a good opportunity, and Carter Hart is a stud. Stud. That is true. Uh, I when I was typing on my predictions, I originally had the Flyers in the Stanley Cup final because they were absolutely on fire. I think they were actually the best team in hockey for about three weeks before the season ended. Oh yeah, they got hot. So they were on fire, and I think they would have ended up in the finals if the season didn't get postponed. Um, but I do think the Avs get the one seed in the West, and the Blues get the two seed. Um, which would lead to an Avs and Blues Western Conference Final, which would be thrilling to watch. Those, two, I think that would go seven games and be an absolute bloodbath. Um, but, of course, I'm actually going to stick with my team. I'm like Chris. Blues are going to make the <laughs> finals again this year. We're going to go for that repeat. Um, my biggest prediction is the Blue Jackets are going to go over the Leafs uh, in this play-in, and they're going to advance to the second round of the playoffs. Um, I believe in Elvis and that whole team because the Blue Jackets had like nine injuries going into the coronavirus and now they're all healthy. So that's going to be huge for that team. That's been overachieving all season. Flyers are going to end up with the one seed in the East um, with Boston being knocked down the first round, which would be hysterical. I'll throw a party just for that. Um, but then it's going to be a Pittsburgh-St. Louis final with St. Louis winning the cup again. I still Mike think Gloria. it's going to be. I mean, like, okay, I know that I, I'll, you know, leave my experience uh, for later. You, but... you said that the. You said that yes. the what? You said that the what? Hope you froze. Oh, well, all right. Let me make my point. Um, yep, go for it. I So, before my extreme predictions of who goes where, 
I think it's actually going to be the Capitals against the Blues. I mean, I'd love to see it. It hurts for me to say that, but that's going to be a badass Stanley Cup final. Um, would be. They, like, like that'd be great to see. Obviously, the you know Caps would sweep the Blues, so obviously no competition there. So, hey, you know what are you going to do? You can't win them all, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I make my predictions based off defense. I, I'm I'm a full, firm believer that defense wins championships, um, and so just the four teams that I picked in there, like the Canes, the Bruins, the Stars, the Coyotes, they all have statistically say that again statistically good defenses. And I think Darcy Kemper is a great goalie. He he's got a two two twenty two. Goals against average, like a 925 save percentage. I mean, the goals he's letting in, I don't think are his fault. So I think if their defense really just steps up, I think the Coyotes can be dangerous. Yeah, but could they match a team uh, like the Avs where their firepower is just absolutely insane? They, they score goals at will. I, I don't, and I, I just don't think that they can match it. Um, I think Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel have been kind of disappointing uh, this season. So I do too. I, I do too. But you know, it's a weird sport. Anything can happen. And it's very true. I think just just like I said, I'm basing it off defensive numbers. So I think Matt, you've got a good prediction going on. Um, Kevin, you've got a good one too. I definitely see that Blue Jackets one going over, and then the entire hockey world can make fun of the Maple Leafs and say they can't even advance to the first round. That's what I was going to say, too. I like, can't how wait. How beautiful is it going to be when the Blue Jackets are going to beat the Maple Leafs? Yeah, when I it's saw gonna... this bracket come out, I was like, beautiful. This is the perfect thing to happen because there's no way the Blue Jackets lose this. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's going to be um, a sweep, too, and it's going to make it even more beautiful. All right. So before we move on to basketball – Bart, give me your top false top five based on the truth. Oh, oh my goodness. Y'all y'all want to hear about the best dirt there is? <laughs> Absolutely. On who? All right, oh, you have four. Okay, I guess four. On who? Okay, he has five. He has five. Yeah, exactly, which I will oh, okay. I will get to the the worst. Um that that was kind of the main thing about this, anyways. So we're we're gonna learn some science here. Um, so when you're thinking about gardening, all right, uh, loam is oh the highest God. quality of soil for for gardening. All right, plenty of nutrients. Um, it the the water doesn't seep through. All right? It's <laughs> High quality stuff. I, I highly recommend. All right? did, you, did you say phloem? No, I said loam. Oh, okay. Is Fine, that, know your dirts. Yeah, know, know your dirts. Next is clay. All right. Uh, uh, tightly packed so the water doesn't seep out, but not as much <laughs> nutrients. Okay, so just That's keep, what she keep. said. <laughs> <laughs> Compost. Compost. Dead, dead stuff. All right. It's good for the soil. And your scraps. Did you say dead stuff or shit? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, organic waste. All right. <laughs> if, if, if we're trying to get scientific here. All right. So. And then gravel. I don't know why that's that's a that's a top five 
types of soil. Right. I'm pretty sure those <laughs> are just rocks. Yep. 100% just uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, 100% the worst is uh, sand because it's coarse and rough your butt crack. <laughs> and irritating and it gets everywhere. Absolutely. Um, sand it's people, also also known as the uh, Tuscan Raiders, uh, <laughs> men, women, and children, hate them all, all of them. Sand turns people to the dark side. I like it. <laughs> it does. It, it it's proven. Yeah, I don't know how you can like sand. I don't even like the beach because it's sand. You know, it's just it's that's that is what it is. Matt, you need to watch Star Wars. You really I do. do. I guess so. That's episode two, if you're curious. So episode two? Okay. Get on in there, just for that reference. Get yeah. on in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to the last dance, because everybody else watched it, and I'm glad they did. They binged it and proud of everybody. Um, Jerry Sloan, uh, the original bull, as you know, as he is named, has passed away at the age of 78. Uh, he played for the Bulls. He coached the Utah Jazz. He was a uh, great dude uh he was pretty funny in the documentary he was pretty funny in the last dance actually um did anyone else know he was sick because i didn't know he was sick he played so great but yeah i mean sad to say sad sad to see it um you hate when that happens but unfortunately you know mr jerry sloan you, you may uh may you sir rest in peace now on to the last dance listen i uh I, I was looking forward to Kevin uh, watching this uh, because honestly, like you guys are, I'm, I, I, you'll be surprised to hear maybe I might agree with some of his takes. I haven't, I haven't, you know, heard them all. Um, Kevin, you know, you're going to go last because yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. You're going to go last. Uh, I want to hear Bart's opinion first. Bart, take us away. So I think I just finished episode six. Oh, great. Yeah, so I, I haven't finished it completely yet. Um, this week has been super rough. I think I like slept like ten hours like all week combined. Very so uh, yeah, yeah. As you're driving, you I'm you living, my, <laughs> living my best life right now. But um, no, I, I I think it's a really awesome documentary, and just just seeing what kind of competitor Jordan was. I mean, it's it, it's awesome. I love it. I'm not that big of a basketball fan, but this documentary was so cool. And the the I we never really get the behind the scenes stuff. And I, I, that's why I like spitting spitting uh, chicklets so much, right? Because they they tell stories that you don't usually hear that are absolutely fantastic. And you realize like these athletes are just human, except Jordan. He's he's not human. He's he's something else. Um, really is, yeah. But yeah, I, I love it. I don't really have any hot takes. I just I love it so far. You got to finish it, and then you probably will. Oh, okay. Dennis Rodman is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> what an animal! Machine. What an animal! Chris, let's hear him, buddy. I take the Bulls would have won eight if Jerry Krause didn't just rip it apart. Uh that's a very hot take. I think, they, hot. I think they would have won the seventh easily, and they would have been very competitive with the eighth, if not win it. Because, um. because the only one that was really getting up there in age was Steve Kerr. 
was the only one. And he was like 35 in, in 90, 97, 98. Well, wasn't uh, Jordan like dropping like 40 points a, a, a game on the Wizards? It was, he, I, I mean, if you're a few games, yeah. But he just came off of an MVP season. And he probably should have won the MVP in 98, but Malone got it for whatever reason. But he, he's still an MVP player. Pippen is still a very high-quality elite player. Rodman was still a good rebounder, a good defender. Like, I think they were far and away from their – not far and away, but they still had a couple of good competitive title run years left in them, I think. But, you know, none of them did – none of them wanted to play if it was, wasn't with Phil. So when Phil said he was out and that he needed a break, like – that's pretty much it. But if they all stay together, I think they have at least a fighting chance. Well, Phil Before, wanted to Kevin break because he hated yeah. Jerry. That was really. the only reason he wanted to break. I mean, it's not that you know he hated Jerry hated him. He literally told the media 82 and 0 and he's not gonna come back. So I mean, and well, yeah, plus he was, fired him before the season started. <laughs> literally, I don't understand that at all whatsoever. Oh, if I was anyone God. on that team, I would not even fucking try, but um I, you know, I, you know, Kevin, I'm going to try not to uh, get mad. I'm going to try, I'm going to, you know, this is my Zen phase. I'm going to try not to get mad at you because just please just take it away. Take right. four years. If you do start to get mad at me, let me at least finish my point and justify it before you yell at me. <laughs> but all right. You're exactly. not justifiable. Exactly. <laughs> Probably not. But the first hot take I have is that this documentary pushed him further away from LeBron than it did push him past LeBron. He is – Jordan is absolutely number two now. I will not put him at number three anymore. He is for sure at two. But the whole reason he made this documentary <laughs> – Damn it, Kevin. Just finish your thoughts. Just go. Okay. All right. So – he made this documentary. He agreed to it after 2016, after LeBron beat the Warriors because he, his legacy felt threatened for the first time. <laughs> so LeBron came back 3-1, beat the greatest team of all time, 73-9. People actually legitimately questioned Jordan's greatness because people were starting to forget about it. He played 20 years ago. So with that being said, that's why he made the documentary. But – this did like make me realize, remember how great Jordan was. I've always respected Jordan. I always knew he was great. This brought it into new light. I always say trash Chris because I like starting shit, but <laughs> I always respected Jordan. Always loved him. Um, literally the first basketball game I ever watched was the 98 finals. So um, first basketball memory, was a Jordan. However, the stories that were in this documentary were just so forced to make Jordan look better that it made me think that a lot of the stuff that was in the documentary wasn't true. And a lot of his former teammates are now coming out and saying they didn't agree with the last dance and like what was said in it because Jordan had final creative rights. He got to say what was in the documentary and what was not. Jordan got to have his moment of truth to clear up everything that people could possibly doubt about him. The flu game. People always said it was probably a hangover, not the flu. He comes out, has this intricate pizza story that people perfectly remember the details to, 
every person, Tim, uh, his assistant, whatever his name was, um, Jordan, all these people are like, oh, there are five of us in the room. And at 1030, Jordan was hungry. We ordered pizza. Five people showed up at this time. Jordan threw up at 2.30 in the morning. I went to Jordan's room at 3, p- or 3 a.m. exactly. Like Everyone was so precise in their storytelling, and there was no details missed after 30 years went by. It was forced, and Jordan definitely rehearsed with them what to say to clarify his statement. And furthermore, with the gambling thing, I will say... I wish I could mute you right now. But oh, my God. I mean, continue. I'll, I'll continue. Don't you worry. But with the gambling thing, I don't oh, think Jordan worried. was going to get suspended. I don't think he was going to get suspended. But I do think it was a like him and David Stern sat down. I was like, hey, you have a lot going on right now. Like, would it be the worst thing in the world if we took some time away from basketball with you so that the allegations go away? We don't have to investigate you. Everything's fine because your dad just died. Like, this is hard time for you. We don't want to suspend you or even have this in the media anymore. So step away for a season and then come back. I don't think it was ever going to be a suspension or anything, but the investigation looming over him was a lot, especially coming up with that 3P and everything that was going on in his life. But this was a way for everyone to come out and be like, oh, it was never a thing. Like, everyone was aware that me gambling on the golf course, but it never had anything to do with basketball or anything. So that's why. However... His actual dominance on the court, because those were both two off-court issues, his dominance on the court was phenomenal. Like He is a stud player. He was easily the greatest of his generation without a single doubt. And also his motivation like to actually just make up a story about – who was it? Was it B.J. Armstrong he made up the story about that he said, like, nice game or whatever? Like, no, so that was a random random dude uh, from the Washington Wizards um, that scored like fifty something on him. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Uh, and the next, and the ne- no, he scored like thirty. I'm sorry, thirty something. He and scored thirty seven, and then yeah. Jordan's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna score that in the first half against him." And then he scores thirty six. I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's ridiculous." Uh, yeah. So like the stories he would make up about people just to be pissed off enough to go destroy them, I loved it. I loved that aspect of it. Um, so I liked a lot more things about Jordan than I did previously, but I do think that this documentary was to try to cover up some of the things people use against him and then to try to f- remind people that he was the greatest of his era and cause he thought that LeBron was trespassing on his territory, but I still think LeBron's the greatest, but I do have more respect for Jordan than I did previously. Matt, quick question. Do you really think this, like this documentary is to prove that Jordan is better than LeBron? Uh, no, because it was, I mean, Jordan won that 98 team and, you know, the Bulls through the 90s. I mean, but I will say, obviously, he did say himself without, you know, you didn't mention Scottie Pippen. I'm surprised there, Kevin, that, you know, there is no Jordan if there's no Pippen. So, I mean, these, you know, I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. It, didn't it like happened. It, he literally approved this immediately after LeBron came back from 3-1 down and won that finals. That is I mean, when this documentary started. I yeah, would absolutely right. – uh, he went 6-0 and in the N- NBA finals. I would absolutely love a documentary to have behind the scenes. But, yeah, he – they had that access for years because that – 
was filmed in 98. Like they had this behind the scenes documentary waiting. And then the second Jordan's legacy is in doubt because LeBron does this amazing feat. I don't think that's the case. Like it's just real convenient timing that he decides like, okay, let's finally make this documentary. The second LeBron does this and had went to sit straight finals and won his third finals. It's like, okay, LeBron's creeping into territory. Cause even in the documentary, Jordan said, yeah, people win one. They win two. But when you win three, you're special. LeBron just won his third. He just beat the best team in NBA history by coming down for 3-1. And Jordan won six. Yeah, but his whole Jordan's whole point was once you win three, you're special. LeBron okay. won his third, and he went to sit straight. No one since Bill Russell went to sit straight. LeBron's went to eight straight and went nine total. Like That is – rare territory the only other athlete to go to nine championships besides bill russell is tom brady like that's a rare accomplishment that not everyone can do like regardless if you want if you go to nine you're not gonna win nine that's not happening like tom brady proves that tom brady's the greatest quarterback of all time yeah okay so i'm gonna i'm looking forward to the brady documentary by the way oh it's so, so good oh my I'm god i'm gonna i'm gonna be so i'm gonna <sighs> I'm not going to yell at Kevin. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I will call him absolutely stupid for that, for thinking that's why he – he, it was at a convenient time. I understand. I get it why he released this book. Well, this would have happened anyways, but I'm just saying the timing of it is like, okay, you felt threatened for the first time. Let me go over your points. Let me go over your points first with the gambling. Okay, so father is murdered. Media is all over Jordan all that summer. Um, he's like – 37 years old, he's wiped out, three feet, you know, mentally he's done. His father always wanted him to play baseball. He retires, he goes to baseball. So, first of all, Kevin, I understand what you're saying, but the timeline here of when he starts this versus where he ends this, it's not going to be convenient that baseball went into a strike and that's why Jordan came back. That is not, that you know, is that exact, like, that's not, well, it, that's conveniently 18 months. I get it, but... <laughs> Well, Jordan I'm, was still going to play baseball. Well, no, I'm, still gonna, I, I think he would have came strike. Jordan at season. But then since the baseball strike happened, he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to come back now. But, like, oh, he, he would ever to come back Jordan all, planned the strike. Yeah, right. Oh, wow, Bart. You know what? Hey. Conspiracy theory. I'm going to believe that too. You know, why not? But it's just the, the timing, sure, it's convenient. But at the same time, it's just off because of that exact thing. Is because when it happened versus when it ended, it ended because – Jordan wasn't going to be a replacement player. MLB, goddamn MLB, replacement players. Wow, good for you guys. Anyway, but he wasn't going to do that. He was wants to play. He was always wanting to play versus the top competition. He always wanted to get better. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of farce. And with the pizza thing, I'm tired of this shit, man. Like I don't and listen. He ate a pizza and he got sick. That's all. That's all we. That's all. That's he ate a pizza. He got sick. He wasn't gonna. He, so, let me drop some knowledge. Why did it take him twenty-two years to say you had a pizza? Hold on, shut your face. <laughs> Any? Oh, why didn't you dismiss it right after the game? Here's the thing. Well, because no one had time for that. They were on the Chicago. They were on the game six to win their chip, dude. Go to no Sunday after the series. Anyway, as I was saying, listen. Like, who cares how many people there were? It doesn't matter. He he was not hungover. Do you really think? Okay, so here he wasn't only because of this. 
that three-peat, that second one where he came back after retirement, didn't miss a single practice, didn't miss a single game. Do you think he would jeopardize a finals game, go out on the town of Utah with a bunch of Mormons, get drunk on whatever they get drunk on, have polygamous relationships, <laughs> come back, have a, have a hangover for game five of the fight? No, absolutely not. That is well, weird. okay. Well, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you. When you're at a higher altitude, it's easier to get drunk. So, Salt Lake City has a higher elevation, so he took a drank Hollywood. And it might have been food poisoning with, ele- with elevation sickness as well. Well, that, that, the, that's not the, that works, the, but okay, yeah, whatever. It's exactly alcohol right. affects your blood levels, and that's why elevation affects your blood levels. That's what I. Correct. Yeah. That's why alcohol and elevation mates food poisoning. Oh, because he was so dehydrated don't... from the food poisoning that he actually had fucking food poisoning, he and did. he went it took out. Twenty-two years to scored... come up story. No, because Tim Grover's trainer said that he actually did eat. Oh wow! Bad. One of his best friends that he had twenty-two years to corroborate a story with said that. One wow! Of his best friend that was his trainer. Okay, well, okay. he spent every day with him. For... He ate a fucking pizza. <laughs> he got sick. Okay, we're done. That's okay. what. The he Jordan worshippers think. He scored 38 points and a game winner. 38 points on over. Continue. I just want to make the point that LeBron would have been 1-8 if it wasn't for a Kyrie and Ray Allen shot. Uh, Jordan would have been 1-5 if it wasn't for Steve Kerr, John Paxson, Scottie Pippen. Okay, okay. Though each one of those series, the Bulls were up by at least two games. Both of those shots were in Game Sevens. Wait, hold on. Uh, so when when Jordan was down in series and had to come back, did he make any big shots or did he lose the games? Because he has a losing record in elimination games. Just throwing that out there. No, he. I literally. Yes, he like, does. He He's four and seven seconds. in elimination games. Yeah, probably six and zero where it counts. Anyway, so we'll move on to the last part. Uh, Matt and the rest of the Bulls fans win. There we go. Here's my final thing, though. I will say, uh, he's an asshole. Jordan was a Michael Jordan was a complete and utter asshole. Oh, see, I didn't. I don't think that after watching that, I do not think he's an asshole. But at the same time, he he, I loved it too. But he was an asshole to everybody. Uh, He he really was. I mean, winning comes at a cost. He fucking drove everybody to be the best they can be. I loved it. Yeah, that's not being an asshole. That's being a good leader. So right, but I'm coming from like the second part of it where he was. Like, you know, most people, his teammates especially. Now, I don't, I don't understand. Like, they won rings with him. Like, to call, you know, to – I don't know, man. Horace Grant needs to man up. I mean, Scotty Pippen is livid apparently. But you're the one that chose to sit out for 1.8 seconds during a game-winning sequence. I don't understand, dude. Like, you okay, know, well, like, that was a good decision by Scotty because it actually helped them win. Absolutely. I totally agree. But the thing is that he chose to sit out – because he wasn't involved in the final shot. So, I mean, and he said all the years later, he's like, yeah, you know, I did it. Should I have done it? No. But if I were to do it all over again, I would. Dude, like, you just fucking contradicted yourself. But, I mean. Well, yeah, he would absolutely do it again because they won the game. I don't know if that's the point, though. Um, the point that he was trying to make is he was making a statement, not because they won the game. Well, I mean, yeah, but, like. Hey, Stamen got across, and then he stayed with the team for another five years, and they won three more rings. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> then, you know, uh, Jerry Krause is a fucking asshole. Jerry Reinsdorf is an asshole. The whole blur, I don't know. It's 
Oh, Jerry Reinsdorf is essentially responsible for breaking this whole thing apart. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Uh, okay, on to NASCAR. Before we go on to NASCAR, all right, fourth and final uh, installment of today's top five uh, of the fall top five based on all the peers, all the peers, all the truth peers. I'm going to give you all my top five pizza toppings. Sorry, top fruits to put on a pizza. Um, here we go. Ready? Excuse me, what? Yes. I, I said that. Type five fruits to put on a pizza. Um, number five, banana. Uh, listen, banana is sweet along with cheese. Why not? Let's give it a try. Mango. No. <laughs> Mango. Uh, no. Number four. Um, this is why it's called the false top five bar, but you know, mango, number four. Uh, number three is honeydew. Number two is uh, cantaloupe. That's, I'd love to eat that on a pizza. I would try. And then number one, guys, dragon fruit. Let's go. The number next one. time, the next time we hang out, we're 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 putting all these ingredients on a piece of pizza. You know, I honestly, know. I would try it. Like if we had like, not like with tomato sauce, but like I don't know, give me some barbecue sauce. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Totally like a okay. fruit, like one of those fruit creams, uh, I guess. Ooh, that would be good. Do some like strawberry cream cheese as the sauce. Ooh. There we go. There, we're yeah, on to now, something. Now here. we're talking. And maybe some graham cracker crust. Yeah. Again, this, this is sounds top, great. This is the final right. top five. So. Well, it turned in the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is happening this got, now. This got dark we're committed. Guys. Can we just All make right. a pie? Uh, you're a pie. <laughs> well, pizza is a pie. Thanks. Pizza is a pie. Pizza <laughs> pie. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, bringing you four of these top fives every single week. Uh, we are going to do it. This is amazing. Paul Pierce is a dumbass, and we are going <laughs> to expose how dumb he was with this Paul's tall, tall top five. Anyway, moving on. NASCAR's back, as Chris was saying. <laughs> did, you, did you watch? No? Did anyone watch? Oh, no, Bart. I, Bart I watched, watched it. Bart, yeah, Bart I watched the full race. <laughs> yeah. Turn into a full redneck. <laughs> oh. You have to talk in that accent the rest of this <laughs> for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, honestly, this was actually the first race that I, I watched from start to end. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty entertained. Um, other than the fact that I lost all my money, but that, that, that that's besides oh. the point. point uh, is, I, I had fun. Your advisor okay. advised I'd, you to win. I didn't even know that you made a pick, so. <laughs> well, of course I would have picked a Kevin. <laughs> well, right, well, I didn't even think about picking a Kevin, so. That's fair. Most people don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's there's another event this uh, this Sunday in Charlotte. So, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if I can win something this time. Uh, pick Kyle Bush. Don't actually choose. He's terrible. We don't like him. I'll think about it. He really screwed up. Oh, and two two of my picks crashed in like the first stage. Uh, of course they did, Bart. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Johnson was actually leading the pack in the beginning, right? I'm like, oh, great start, great start. You know, only only like 300 more laps to go, but this is good. <laughs> um, and then and then he. he he crashed. He was out. I forgot who my second pick was, but he he crashed in like the second second uh, stage. And then I had uh, Brett. Oh, what was his name? 
Uh, You're asking the wrong people, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Keselowski. And he was in first place for, like, the most part. And then I don't know what happened in the last stage. He just he just fell out, couldn't keep up, lost it, ended up 13th. Ooh, and Kevin Harvick ended up uh, taking taking first, which he was he was Kevin. up there like the the entire time too. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty wild, fun fun stuff, fun stuff. Are you gonna watch the the next one? I honestly probably will, because there's not really anything else going on on Sunday. So, All right, All right. and I enjoyed it. So, yeah. So, I put my boots on. Well, this is the shenanigans. While we do these shenanigans, uh, I wanted to remind everybody, essentially, I didn't do this because there's, you know, bad stuff was going on in the world, but now there's funny stuff to mention. So, appropriate music to, you know, lead us into these shenanigans. Number one, soccer team, South Korean soccer team, FC Seoul, fined for filling empty stands with sex dolls. Um, FC Seoul says it was an honest mistake and we'll make sure to check it stands substitute mannequins more carefully. I don't know how you fucked that up, guys. Uh, you, I, like, you order sex dolls to go into stands. Like, you're not it's not an honest mistake. You meant no, they definitely had an intern do it. They send the intern yeah. out to the store to get some mannequins, comes back with sex dolls. He's like, guys, I didn't know. I had no idea the sets shop sold sets dollars. Listen, here's the thing. I just, it's it's weird. Um, it's a cop out, and just you know, whatever. If you wanted to be sex dolls there, if that motivates the players with no fans, hey, listen, should have been honest. Just you know, whatever. It is what it is. <sighs> Woman sends a ton of onions, literally a ton of onions, to her ex as revenge. A heartbroken woman in China took revenge on her ex-boyfriend by dumping a ton of onions on the doorstep. Apparently, in a bid to make him cry as much as she did. Oh boy! <laughs> it really brings a tear to <laughs> tear to my eye. <laughs> you you have to cut those onions in order for you to cry, but you know, woman in China—that's you know, I guess the coronavirus. Thing, thing. It was it was funny. Okay, laugh. <laughs> I'm trying, but this is a this is a sad shenanigan on her part. And then, last but not least, a lot of onions. Exactly. Now, China's all out of onions. Way to go, Miss Zhao. That, if that's your real name. Last but not least, I'm going to end the music there. Texas is, Texas is, I got to taste it. Go topless Jeep weekend ends in chaos. And this, I got a little video for you guys. Enjoy. In quarantine, and like, I need to get out and party. <laughs> Go what? topless Jeep weekend. What's better than beach and a few drinks and jeeps? Man, it getting better than that. In full swing at beaches on Bolivar Peninsula. <laughs> this event comes at a time where beaches across the state are reopening following the coronavirus pandemic. And beachgoers like Chelsea Collier are still taking precautions to stay safe. Wash them hands for 20 seconds mm-hmm. and keep them clean uh-huh. with their germs. Yeah. At last year's Go Topless event, chaos erupted. About 80 people were arrested. Six people were taken to the hospital. But this go-round, the Galveston County Sheriff's Office has enlisted the help of 40 DPS troopers. Come down, have a good time. You have a good time, there's no issue. 
But when you start acting silly, like the sheriff said on the previous interview, we've got a jail that's got a whole lot of empty holes. <laughs> a whole lot of empty holes. 63 arrests so far in connection to Jeep Weekend. As for the enforcement of social distancing, they say it's challenging to enforce. I mean, you can't. It's just, it's not possible to do that on this beach with the amount of people that we have here. It's just, we can't do that. The additional presence <laughs> of law enforcement has been a welcoming sight for beachgoers, given the history of this event. Law enforcement's definitely made their visitability and visitability. Nice. And not be as crazy. The cops are doing their job as long as they don't be mean to people who are actually being innocent. Then I'm all gravy, baby. I'm all gravy, baby. You know, I, I don't baby. think I've ever heard anyone from Texas talk before. I don't ever want to again. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I don't think that's a representation. You gotta I watch them hands for twenty seconds. And I'm uh, I'm offended that I wasn't notified because, as as everyone knows, I I watch NASCAR, so <laughs> I feel like I should have I should have been invited to this event. Yeah, you should have. You should have um, been their leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got boots. <laughs> I don't, but I will be getting boots. Yeah, you have a cowboy hat too. Maybe that's why you're not. But you didn't have a that's cowboy hat. Oh, gosh, that's the most important thing. Dang nabbit! I own a Jeep Wrangler, and that video when I first saw it made me want to sell it <laughs> immediately. I'll buy it. Deal. No, like, I, like this. You gotta go to Go Top of Jeep Weekend in Galveston, Texas next year, man. No, we'll take a, a real pod Jeep. Trip. No, the real Jeep Weekend is in Colorado. That is true. Like. No one's ever heard of this before until this video, except, except the people that just go there every year. Like, oh, there's probably a giant group chat. Hey, it's going to be here. Get drunk now. Like, right, no. Well, Whatever. That was. Uh, I'll be there next year. So. Yes, Bart will be there next year. Go top the street weekend. Remember, Galveston, Texas. On the weekend of May uh, 22nd. No, earlier. 15th to the 17th, guys. So we're all clear there. All right, guys. That was episode thing. This thing. Oh my God. Sixteen. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, yeah. Last thing I gotta say. I'm all gravy, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna see y'all. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>